This is the Out of Character Podcast. Introducing your host, Brian Colbert. Welcome, world, welcome. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast, your mama's favorite podcast, the Out of Character Podcast. We are at 28 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. That is right, 28 episodes. As always, I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. We are happy to have you here. We hope you enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, 28 episodes. But I do have to apologize to y'all off the rip. It's been a while. We haven't given y'all a lot of episodes in the past month. And ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for that. As you all know, I took a Vegas trip. And ladies and gentlemen, I have not been the same since that Vegas trip. Yes, we gave you one special episode, a Meeks episode, where we celebrated my boy's 30th birthday. But outside of that, we haven't given y'all a lot of content. And if y'all listened to that Meeks episode, y'all heard me tell y'all I lost my voice. I was hurting. I was tired in Vegas. And even when I came back from Vegas, I was tired. Ladies and gentlemen, I even got sick. I never get sick. I never get sick. I got sick for like three days. I lost 15 pounds. Ladies and gentlemen, I was tired and I was exhausted. Now, I don't know. If that was necessarily all from Vegas, that might be because as soon as I got back from Vegas, I went right back to work. I went right back to the grind and I didn't give myself much rest. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm back and I'm feeling better and I'm feeling stronger. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. 28 episodes. And first things first, I got to talk to y'all a little bit more about Vegas because we talked to y'all about the experience with Meeks and how his birthday was in Vegas. But there was a lot of other things that I experienced in Vegas. Now, like I told you guys on the Meeks episode, I was not able to get a ton of content where I was, you know, normally I'll go on the street and bother people with the microphone, ask them all kind of crazy questions and make a bunch of fun YouTube content for y'all and have a blast, right? I wasn't really able to do that because Vegas was just crazy. It was hot, it was packed. There was just no way to execute such a mission. But what I was able to do, ladies and gentlemen, was I was able to capture some intense conversations with some uber drivers now i'm sure you're wondering why would i be recording my conversations with uber drivers well ladies and gentlemen if there's one thing you know about me is that i have never met a stranger that's what my grandmother used to always say about me my dad's mother used to always say that brian's never met a stranger junior has never met a stranger and if you don't know what that means ladies and gentlemen is that when i meet people they seem to gravitate towards me and just tell me their life stories. They're just comfortable with me, ladies and gentlemen, as if we've known each other forever. They just feel comfortable telling me things that I don't think they would normally tell people just off the rip. Within the first 30 minutes, within the first 15 minutes of conversation, these people are telling me everything. And I think that's why my man on the streets are so successful and so funny because people, for some reason, just want to tell me things. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell y'all the characters in Las Vegas that drive Ubers Oh my goodness, it was it was incredible. It was incredible and it was just content making itself, but I wanted to share with y'all two videos from two Uber drivers that I just found hilarious, I just found delightful, and that I think show perfectly what I'm talking about. Cause I might just sound like I'm just stroking my own ego, right? Like, oh, people love me, people open up to me. No, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not making this stuff up. 
I promise I am not. Things happen to me when I am in public. People say things to me. People tell me things. And ladies and gentlemen, we were lucky enough to catch some of it on film. First one is this nice Uber driver. I don't remember his name, but I'm pretty sure it's in the video. He picks us up from the airport. Picks us up from the airport the minute we get into Vegas. And he turns around, looks at me, and he says, hey, before I take you to your rental car, would you like me to take you to the liquor store? It's right up the way. Sure, why not? Because I know once I get to the strip, the liquor prices are going to catapult. So what he's doing is he's trying to take us to a liquor store outside the strip so that we can save some money. I'm all for saving money, ladies and gentlemen. I'm all for that. So I said, oh, that's an economically sound decision. Let's go do that. So he takes us to the liquor store. He takes me to the grocery store. He takes me to a few places. And while he's taking me around the town, we begin to talk. Ladies and gentlemen, listen in. What's the craziest thing you got at 3 in the morning out here? For a single guy, girls. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, brother. There ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. You gotta do your thing. Then I gotta get a little something, something. You know what I'm saying? They be expensive out here. They expensive? Woo! Oh my goodness. Well, I'm sure this is probably the capital of the world for that. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, we was walking and they had those little cards on the ground. That's a real thing. Oh, they stopped doing it. Oh. You go on the app, right? They get you. Ah! They got app names, man. What the ask me name? They got crazy names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got Uber for some for some. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I feel you. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Not long into my Uber ride, did my Uber driver confess to me that he loves buying women in the expensive kind? Now, to each their own. Everybody has their vices, but I thought it was very, very odd to be telling a stranger that. But this was the least of revealing information that was given to me through this trip. I met people from all over. Most people were not from Vegas. Somebody was from Russia and like had escaped his 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 land and made it to Vegas and made a name for himself with like five dollars in his pocket. Another person used to do like tarot card reading and stuff like that. She said she was psychic and she said our auras were amazing. There was like five of us in the Uber. And she said our auras were amazing. That kind of freaked me out because I don't like stuff like that. But there was another guy, another guy named Joseph, and this was a brother. Yes, a brother named Joseph was our Uber driver. And let me tell y'all. On sight, you could just tell that there was something special about this young king. And he wasn't young. He's probably like 50s, 60s. But he had the soul and the vigor of a much younger man. And let me tell y'all, ladies and gentlemen, the moment we got in the car, he was chatting. He was letting us know everything about himself. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to my friend Joseph. Is that so real estate? Introduce home inspection to this uh Market, the ship the really? Yeah. Oh, you just a jack of all trades, Joseph. Yeah, man, you gotta do what you gotta do, brother, man. What was that like selling weed in Las Vegas? It was the same thing it was yesterday. Ah! <laughs> same I shit. It was great. I mean, uh, Joseph, you got it on you right now, Joseph. You selling right now, Joseph? I got a couple of those. Hey, so. You got a little something, Joseph? What you selling the pre rolls for, Joseph? The dispensary is $17, $18, $20 for them. And they're, they're rolling up what we call super trash. You feel me? Yeah, they're rolling, rolling up the shape. The 
Man, I ain't charge $10. I don't do that. Hey, I'm glad you got us there safe. I'm glad you getting us there safe. You know, I've never felt more safe in my life, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Well, you haven't been more safe in your life. Brother, I, 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 I appreciate <laughs> it, my brother. Hey, man, Joseph, I'm glad we got in your Uber. You are all right, man. You are all right. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you my OG, Joseph, man. Joseph, bro, I'm telling you. I'm tell- I never met this brother before in my life, but let me tell you, Joseph had me rolling. We was in the car for like 20, 30 minutes because the traffic was crazy. I think it was like a Saturday night. And oh my goodness, Joseph had us rolling the whole ride. And what a hustler. What a hustler. You know you know you are OG. You know you old as shit when you refer to weed as reefer. My man said reefer. That's how I knew he wasn't lying. That's how I knew he'd been selling since the prohibition. Because that's when you know you call it reefer, right? When that shit had the sticks and the stems in it, all the old brick packs used to get from Mexico, that is what you call reefer. And that was my OG Joseph. And he said he was still selling. You heard him. You heard him. My man gave me a whole sales pitch. Oh, it's 17 in the dispensaries. I got him here for 10. I got him here for 10. My man, Joseph, 50, 60-year-old, hustling, hustling, kid after that paper, man. Well, it was it was so dope being in Vegas because I just love meeting new people. And I just feel like I met so many people. People was having out business cards. Joseph had me like three or four business cards because Joseph did everything. Joseph, like you said, he was in real estate. He used to be in the military. Joseph had done everything. So I felt bad that I didn't get the content I set out to get in vegas but i felt like that was the least i could do was give y'all just a little bit of snippets you know what i'm saying like i said i know i've been busy i know i haven't given y'all a lot and another reason for that ladies and gentlemen if you don't remember me telling y'all before i went to vegas my son has been home with me for the summer yes ladies and gentlemen my little man my five-year-old king has been home with me and will be with me for over a month Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell y'all, we have had so much fun and it has kept me busy. It has kept me busy and preoccupied to the point where when he's going to sleep, I'm going to sleep too because I'm exhausted. As y'all know, kids are nonstop. Y'all always going and we've had so much fun and done so many cool things that, you know, I've just brother just been a little tired, but it's been fun. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, and the coolest thing about getting more and more time with your kids as you know is you just get to know them you just get to learn things about them you get to see how they interact in certain situations sometimes you get to just sit back and say huh i wonder what he's going to do in this situation and ladies and gentlemen that happened very quickly in my son's trip now my son he loves jumping he loves jumping around he loves doing flips he loves diving he loves just doing all kind of acrobatic things so Whenever he's in town, whenever we are together, I try to take him to the trampoline park so that he can get out all of that jumping energy. Because I'm not going for it, right? He ain't going to do that on my front. He ain't doing that in my house. But at the trampoline park, brother, you can jump, you can run, you can frolic, you can do whatever you want. And that is what he does. He has a blast at the trampoline park. And there's this area in the trampoline park because we go to the same one every time. My son is a creature of habit just like his dad. And he likes to do things that he's familiar with. So I like to take him to this trampoline park because he knows it. He knows where to go he's he's ready right so he always has a game plan he has to do one thing first he has to do the the ball pit and he has like all these plans and then there's one part that he always does in the middle and it's this like this room it's like this section where you have these dodgeballs and my son loves throwing the dodgeballs at me right he loves throwing the dodgeballs he loves having the dodgeballs thrown at him so we are in the trampoline part and we're throwing dodgeballs we're jumping around we're running and he's throwing dodgeballs right and then out of nowhere this kid enters 
the little area to play, which is cool. You know, there's kids all over the place. And one thing about my son is like, I noticed this, he attracts other kids. Whenever I'm out somewhere with my son, kids just happen to just follow us, right? It's like, I'm just with my son, I end up picking up four or five children and then everybody's kids is just with me and my son and they're just having a blast with it, right? My son is a cool kid, right? He had, He's friendly, people love being around him and these kids always seem to follow him, right? So once again, this is kid and this boy is, is substantial to say, this is, this is a big boy. Like if you're watching like the Rugrats or a cartoon and they have like that bad kid or like that like bully kid, this is what that kid was like in real life. Like he looked like a cartoon bully, right? This kid was just big and he was round and he just didn't look very friendly. Right, he didn't look very friendly, but he came in to the ball pit and he just kind of like looked at us while we were throwing the dodgeballs at each other, while we were just hanging out. Then out of nowhere, this kid grabs a ball and throws it at my son. My son didn't throw a ball at him. My son didn't say anything to him. This was an unsolicited throw. And he hits my son. And at first, my initial instinct was to beat this little kid's ass. Like, who the hell are you and where's your parents at? Because I'll beat your ass and I'll beat your parents' ass too. Get out of here, kid. But I did not overreact, ladies and gentlemen. I did not overreact for the simple fact that I wanted to see how my son would respond. Now, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I'm not there all the time for my son. My son is being raised for the majority of the time by a woman, by his mother. So I always do kind of wonder how he handles situation like this because you know a lot of times especially women even in schools too they teach you turn the other cheek if somebody's bullying you somebody bothers you go tell an adult don't react don't hit them back don't do anything that could stir up trouble right that's what they teach these kids not like what i learned growing up where if my dad told me somebody touches you son you make sure that they never touch you again and that anybody watching knows to never touch you again. You handle your business. Don't ever start nothing, but you damn sure better finish it. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm not gonna lie, I've been often curious how my son would handle a bully. And like I said, this kid is like twice the size of my son. This kid is not a brave or bold kid by any means. He went and found my son who was half his size and said, you know what, this is the kid I'm gonna antagonize today. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I was calm. I sat back and I watched to see what my son would do. My son didn't cry. Didn't really say much of anything at all. My son calmly looks at him, walks over to this red ball that's sitting nearby. And the big boy kind of had like moseyed on, like he kind of went about his business. I don't think he thought my son was going to do anything. Like I said, this little kid just randomly threw a ball at my son and then just walked off as if he felt as if he could just bump my son. So little man looks at him, doesn't say anything. Walks over to the red ball in the corner, takes the ball, doesn't throw the ball initially. Still just moseying on, walking very slow. My son casually walks up, gets very, very close to this big kid, takes the ball and throws it right in this kid's face. Ladies and gentlemen, I was so proud. My son didn't say anything. He just took the ball and threw it right back at him and then went about his business and had the time of his life. And I honestly think, it garnered that kid's respect. I think that that kid respected him after that because it didn't. Because then they began to play. They just had a good time and the kid didn't seem to be trying to be malicious at all. He didn't seem to be trying to hurt my son at that point. They just began to play. But ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I was proud, happy even, to see that my little boy didn't go out like no sucker. Because you never know, ladies and gentlemen, you never know 
what kind of kids you have, right? Some kids aren't fighters. Some kids aren't talkers. Some kids don't like playing outside. Some kids love being outside. Some kids are fighters. I was a fighter, ladies and gentlemen. I was a fighter. Now I know that my son is a fighter as well, ladies and gentlemen. Can we give my son a round of applause for putting that big ass, fat, overweight kid in check? And ladies and gentlemen, I don't mean to body shame a child, but let me tell you, his size was alarming. I do believe he has one too many Happy Meals. That's all I'm going to say. But my son was not scared of him. My son was not scared of him. This kid looked like he could eat my son. He looked like he was for my son. But my son was not scared. Shout out to my little man. I have never been prouder. And ladies and gentlemen, moments like these are happening every day. Every day he's here, more exciting things are happening. He is making me laugh. He is teaching me things. I hope I'm teaching him things, ladies and gentlemen. And I am having the time of my life with him. And let me tell y'all, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a blessing because a lot of times when you co-parent, you don't always know, especially when you don't have, you know, sole custody, you don't always know if you're gonna get moments like this. You don't always know if you're gonna get holidays. You don't always know if you're gonna get vacations. You don't always know if you're gonna get extended time. And for this to be the longest time I've had him, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta say it on the airwaves. I am so thankful and I am so blessed. And I truly hope my little man's having as much fun as I've had. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 28. Episode 28 of the Out of Character Podcast. As always, I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You could call me BC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first time listener, welcome if you're a returning listener welcome back we hope you've enjoyed thus far we got a lot more to get into ladies and gentlemen now i'm not gonna harp on vegas too much but there was something very interesting i saw that like i said i haven't been outside in a very very long time ladies and gentlemen i have stayed indoors for quite a long time even before covid because i was trying to stack my paper you know i was trying to focus i was trying to get after it you know work hard as they say grind as the kids say so ladies and gentlemen, I have not been around people of my age, younger folks, maybe a little older folks in a very long time. So I don't know how people act. I have not got to see how people have conducted themselves. But one thing that was staggering to me in Vegas, and I assume in Vegas, there's people from all over the US, right? So I don't think this is a regional thing. I noticed a lot of brothers, and this is brothers, a lot of brothers carrying their woman's purse now i'm not saying like holding their woman's purse i am talking about carrying their purse with them as if the woman is next to them and these brothers are carrying their purse for their lady as if the purse is too heavy for her to carry she's walking around her hands are free but at some point in the night she is took it off her purse and handed it to a man and said hey hold this and he decided to put it around his shoulders and rock it for the rest of the night to take care of this queen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't not want to judge any kings for doing this because it sounds like a beautiful thing. It sounds like a very selfless thing to do. Sounds very nice. I always tell y'all, you know, take care of your ladies. Ladies, take care of your men. And maybe this is just the way they take care of each other. But I did find it very, very odd to me because growing up, that was like a cardinal sin. As y'all know, if y'all listened to the show before, my pops was an OG. Straight up, OG for real, old school with it. My pops told me if a woman ever hands me her purse, I should throw it on the ground immediately because it is a sign of disrespect. No man should have to succumb to holding a woman's purse, he would say. We do enough as men. 
Why we got a whole day purse? He said it was disrespectful. We let these women get away with enough, he would say. It's enough of it. We're not holding purses, son. I better never see you holding a purse. If I see you holding a purse, I'm going to knock you out. And that's like verbatim. That's how my father spoke to me. Yeah, I'll knock your ass out if you hold a woman's purse. And I believed him. And I have gone my entire life, even to this point, without ever holding a purse. Not even for a second. Not that I can recall. Never. Not holding a purse. It's just not something, because like I said, I was raised to not do it. So when I saw it, of course, I said, you know what? The way I was raised isn't always right. Let me ask the homies. So I asked a bunch of fellas, man, like, would y'all hold y'all woman's purse? Like, and surprising enough, a majority of them said, yeah. But all of them said there was a limit. Like, I'll hold it for a second. But not very long like if you need to tie your shoe or something like that and i gotta just hold it real quick no problems at all that was kind of the overall consensus but like i said what i was seeing in vegas that was not that i was seeing the most gangsters gangsters brothers with gold all around ice you know what i'm saying pants down to the knees you know what i'm saying entourage of brothers with them you know what i'm saying money hanging out their pockets and one of these brothers that i'm talking about was holding his woman's purse around his neck as if it were a canteen. He was just standing there. We was all just chilling. We was all just hanging out. Shorty was doing nothing with her hands. There was no reason she could not hold her purse and the purse was not even that big. But like I said, at some point in the night, she had looked at him and said, Bay, hold this. Now I will give the brother credit. His ingenuity was impressive because he really wasn't holding the purse. He kind of just let her put it around his neck and like he had his hands behind his back as if like it wasn't really something he wanted to do. And honestly, I've never seen it like that before. I think if I was forced to hold the purse, that's how I would do it because it, it kind of looked cool. Like I was like, oh, okay, brother, kind of look cool. But the, the real point, the real reason I bring this up is because things just seem different. Things just seem very, very different than how it was when I grew up, than how it was when my father grew up. Men's and women's relationships, men's and women's roles, their gender roles, almost seem like non-existent now, right? Women can do anything. Women can say anything. Men can do anything. Men can say anything. They can feel anything. People can be called whatever they want to be called. There's, there's no genders anymore. People can be binary. There's all kinds of different things. There's so much freedom, right, in America. And it seems to have caused a shift in men and women. Now, I know coming up, expressing yourself as a man was frowned upon. Men aren't supposed to have feelings. Men aren't supposed to express themselves. Men aren't supposed to feel anything. We're supposed to provide. We're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be tough. We're supposed to build houses. We're supposed to pull weeds. We're supposed to fight. We're supposed to wrestle bears, right? We're supposed to be men, uh, right? But not no more. Now, men are allowed to feel. Men are allowed to express themselves. And ladies and gentlemen, I came across a post the other day that was very telling, very expressive, and made a lot of men feel as if they had a voice. Now, like I said, I don't come from this era of men. I do feel that I'm very expressive. I do feel I'm very good with my emotions. I feel I'm very affectionate. I feel I'm very loving. But as I read this list, there were a few things where I was even like, all right, bro, like, take it easy now. Like, 
come on, you're still a man, like toughen up a little bit, you know? So I want to read some of these to you all and kind of just go over some of these. Cause I think like I had a lot of women hit me up and be like, oh man, I didn't know all this stuff. Wow, this was so info informative. And I'm like, ah, oh, take it easy now. Some of these are a little outrageous, but we're gonna go over them together, ladies and gentlemen. So this post, the caption is, men are sharing the things they wish women knew about. Let's hear what men, I don't know where these men are from. I don't know if there was like a census sent out. I didn't get questioned, but let's see what these men had to say. Number one, just because I'm not talking doesn't mean I'm not enjoying my time with you. Now, ladies, I'm glad they put this first because this is something I think all women need to understand. You do not have to talk the entire time you are hanging out. There's allowed to be lulls. It's okay for silence to ring, all right? I feel like sometimes women just like, there's so much going on in their brains that like when they're silent, it like makes them uncomfortable and they just feel like they have to say something. They feel like they have to ask a question. They feel like they have to tell a story about one of their friends or something that happened at work and things that don't matter. And it's like, it's okay to just be silent. And even if you're talking and I'm not saying anything, that's okay. Maybe I'm just listening. When we don't always feel the need to say every single feeling, we get it, ladies. Y'all feel all the time. I'm sure it's exhausting. I'm sure it's exhausting to feel 24-7. But understand that we're not like that. Understand that if we do feel that we don't feel the need to talk about every single thought and feeling that we have. And know that that's okay. That's nothing against y'all. Sometimes I let my lady just talk for hours and I don't say a thing and it's fine. She'll answer herself. Like she'll just keep going and that's fine because she needs to talk. She needs to get it out. But she also understands that sometimes I don't feel like interacting. Sometimes all you're going to get is a grunt from me or a huh, huh, that's cool. And that's fine. It's not negative. It's just that sometimes men just want to sit in silence. So I, I much enjoyed this one being first. I will continue. We actually really want to be complimented too. A 60 year old woman complimented me five years ago and it still makes me feel good, which just shows how little we get compliments. Now, this is also true. And I feel this way actually about men and women in general, just people. Cause have you ever like asked yourself like, if you just see somebody walking by, have you ever asked yourself, like, I wonder if this person's ever heard a compliment? Do you know that there's some people that go their whole days, weeks, months without hearing one good thing about themselves? So this is for both men and women. Compliment people when you see them. Compliment strangers. Be nice. Be friendly. Because you never know. Isn't that, like, depressing to think about? That there's people in this world that go days, months, weeks without hearing one compliment? So, ladies, yes, compliment your man, men, compliment your ladies, compliment everybody, because some people just need to hear something good, and it just makes them smile, right? The next one. It's hard to get over you after her breakup. We don't really have emotional support systems in place to rely on, and a lot of men have small social circles. So losing someone means a lot to us. Now, this one is just like, all right, bro, toughen up, all right? First of all, everybody aches over a breakup it's a breakup you were with somebody get over it bro you're supposed to feel bad honest why would a woman that broke up with you care about how you feel post breakup doesn't make any sense at all all right that one was just a little too much that was a little sensitive that was a little feminine if you don't mind me saying we will continue we aren't great with hints communication is key now i will be the first to say this is very very true 
women just want like they want you to just figure things out i don't know if it's like some game they play or if it's like they think that's how we show that we care that like we figure out these little codes they try to give us like oh i'm not hungry but you better get me food when you're out or no i don't want to order but i'm gonna eat your fries like things like that you know what i'm saying oh no i i don't want to talk but i really do want to talk so you better initiate the conversation or, oh no i don't want to fight but we're gonna fight for 35 minutes like ladies all you gotta do is talk to especially me like you gotta be black and white with me because i do not care enough to decipher codes all right and i don't pay attention enough either i got enough things going on i'll be in my own world so communication is key in all relationships ladies communication is key just talk to us keep it a buck with us that's how we communicate as men we just are honest and straightforward, right? Women, they're just always beating around the bush, right? They never communicate honestly with each other. So then when they come to us, they don't communicate honestly with us either. And this is one of the most frustrating things in all relationships, I'm sure. Next one. I really like to hang out with my friends because I love them, not because I don't want to spend time with people. Ladies, are you listening? Ladies, are you listening? There's a lady listening right now that has her foot on a brother's neck this very second he want to go hang out with his boys but she won't let him because every time he's out with his boys she calls him just to listen to see if she can hear fun women have like a like a like a sixth cent for fun if they man is having fun without them they know it immediately and they're calling them they're texting them what you doing who you with was that a laugh was that a chuckle why are you happy i'm not with you you're happy without me oh you must hate me oh you just love your boys oh i bet you want to your boys too huh why are you always with your boys all the time bye, bye. why don't you marry your boys why don't you go live with your boys why don't you have your boys cook for you why don't you have your boys fold your stinky drawers listen ladies separation is a good thing in a relationship friendships social circles are a good thing in a relationship ladies don't overcrowd you man let him hang out with his boys. Let him have his poker games. Because let me tell y'all, ladies, when y'all faithful kings are out and about, we reading our Bibles. We're talking about y'all and our mothers. We're doing the Lord's work. We're serving children in soup kitchens. Don't worry about us. That's all we doing. That's it. That's it. I'll continue. Next one. It's okay to make the first move. Guys can be shy too. Come talk to me instead of staring at me. Now this one, I don't know how I feel about this one because yes, men and women are equal, right? So like women should be able to approach a man and all that stuff. But let me tell you, anytime I've ever been approached by a woman, it came off as so aggressive. And I don't know because that's just how women like communicate when they like really want you and they really want something, the animal instinct kicks in. But anytime a woman has ever, ever, hit on me or came at me or tried to bag me quote unquote i just felt like a piece of me i felt cheap i felt weak i didn't really feel like a man so me i'm, I'm i gotta go after it right that's how i am that's how i am in dating i like to get it i like to chase i like to hunt but i do think women should feel comfortable expressing to a man if, if, if sometimes women want the cheeks sometimes women want a little bit of ass women feel free to pull up on a man, bro. It's 20, it's 2021, about to be 2022. Don't block your blessings by being shy now. Go holler at him because he might not see you. He might be looking at your homegirl. Don't block your blessings. I'll continue. We don't know where we want to eat either. Ladies, 
how the hell do y'all figure out food without us? That's what I want to know. Because there's plenty of single women in this world, right? There's plenty of women that do not have a man to ask, oh, what, what should we eat? Oh, what should we eat? I'm hungry. Where should we go eat? You just said you're hungry. You don't know what you want to eat. Well, I don't know where I want to eat either. You know, if we have to, if I have to pick where we eat every single day, I'm going to run out of options. Because it's not like y'all give us any feedback. It's not like y'all pick like a genre of food. It's not like y'all want, oh, I want Italian. Oh, I want Chinese. Oh, I'm just hungry. I don't know. I'm just hungry. Pick. Uh, you're the man. Pick. Bro, what? This ain't prehistoric times. I'm not going out and catching cattle and boars. We trying to figure out something to eat because I guarantee you if you was by yourself, lady, you would know what you wanted. Just say it. Now, I always know what I want to eat. But very seldom do I know what you want to eat, lady. All right? Very seldom. Because I'll just pick myself some food. And I hope you like what I picked. And maybe that's why y'all ask. Because y'all just want us to pick what we want. And y'all just going to eat whatever. But that's what I'm going to do if you ask me. I'm not holding your feelings into account at all. I'm just going to pick what I want to eat. And you better like it. Figure out what y'all want to eat, ladies. That drives me crazy. I can tell. Now, ladies, this one, if you haven't listened to any of them, this one you need to hear. A boner doesn't always mean I'm horny. Sometimes it just pops up out of nowhere. Ladies, this is true. Ladies, this is true. Get over yourself, woman. These things ain't always because of y'all, all right? Sometimes we just wake up with them. Sometimes our draws just sit in a certain type of way and we just bunched up a little bit that it happens. Sometimes we just got to pee. Ladies, stop thinking that every boner is about you. It's not. Y'all are so full of yourselves. Oh, here he go again. He must want some. Oh, here he go. No, I just happened to be sleeping, rolled over, and my man at attention. Sorry, I'm healthy. Healthy young man, that's what happens sometimes. It's not always about y'all, ladies, all right? If you cuddling with your homeboy that's kind of your homeboy that y'all find attractive but y'all ain't really sleeping together and he, he wake up and he got a pant tent, don't judge him. Don't think that that's because of you because he wants your cheeks. That don't always happen, all right? Why did you roll over in the first place? Sometimes it just happens, ladies, all right? Not every boner is about y'all and I need, I feel like that needs to be on a shirt. Not every boner is about you. I'll continue. If you don't want to hear the truth about something, don't ask me to tell you the truth because I'm going to tell you the truth every time. Once again, we talked about this earlier. For some reason, women just do not like communicating honestly with their peers. And I don't understand. Don't ask me if this dress makes you look fat because I am going to tell you that it does and how it makes you look fat if it does. If it doesn't make you look fat, I'm going to tell you that too. I'm going to say you look beautiful and all this is good. But when you ask me if this dress makes you look fat and I actually tell you that, ah, kind of showing the muffin top, don't get mad at me for being honest. If you say, oh, bae, is this girl pretty? Do you think she's cute? And I say, damn, she fine in a mug. Look, can't get mad at me for that. That's an honest reaction. You just showed me a picture of a beautiful woman. I'm supposed to respond accordingly. And if I did lie and say, oh, no, babe, she's ugly, you knew I was full of shit. And you would just get mad anyway. Because you knew I was full of shit. So we can't win in certain situations. So, ladies, when you ask us a question and you expect the truth, be ready to handle the truth. Because sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes the truth hurts. I can tell. And the last one, ladies and gentlemen, 
and quite possibly the most important, the most imperative, should be on signs when you like drive into states. Welcome to New Hampshire. And then like right under it is this quote. And this quote is, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes we want to be the little spoon. Ladies and gentlemen, without giving up too much of my personal information, I love being the little spoon. I love when her little ass just wraps her legs around me and holds me tight as if she was a little jetpack. And I sleep like a damn baby. Yeah, sometimes I'm a big spoon too. But I prefer to be the little spoon because I know as the little spoon I am safe. Because if I'm the big spoon, we know what y'all gonna do, ladies. Y'all gonna rub y'all booties all up against us. Y'all gonna try to snug up. Y'all gonna try to start something. I'm tired. Okay? Like I said, this isn't always for you. Sometimes it just happens. Maybe I'm sleepy. Women can't pull that move on you when they're the big spoon. They in the back. They can't do nothing with you. You get the best sleep of your life that way. Because as the big spoon, you know what they looking for. They all looking for one thing, right? They all just looking to use this as a piece of meat. Ladies and gentlemen, I love being the little spoon so that I cannot be taken advantage of. And I think that's what, like, we read into this, right? As we're, like, we're looking to this is women just kind of take advantage of men's fragility. Because reading that made me feel that men these days are just very, very fragile. Very, very fragile. But far more fragile than I am. But that's okay. That's why I talk about these. And that's why I learn things. There's plenty more on the list, but it was it was a lot, ladies and gentlemen. But I just wanted to go over some of the key points just because times are changing. Men and women's roles are changing. Women are becoming more masculine. Men are becoming more feminine. And I do find it very, very interesting how society has changed, especially as somebody that has a young son. Because I have to remind myself not to put those toxic masculine things that maybe my father put on me on him. Because times are changing. Maybe one day he'll be buying Birkin bags that are $60,000 just to make a woman smile. I have no idea what the future holds for these young men and women, ladies and gentlemen. But I do find it fascinating. And I do hope you learned something today, ladies and gentlemen. Especially you ladies. Because some of those are very, very valid. Pay attention. Sometimes y'all don't go past yourselves. Y'all talk about feelings and emotions and how much y'all care about feelings and emotions. But y'all only care about your own. Very seldom do y'all care about what a guy wants, what men want, what we feel. Like I told y'all before, I've never gotten flowers just cause. Don't nobody hold the door open for me. Ain't nobody running to take me on expensive dates. Just don't happen to men. But maybe times are changing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you know we cannot end the show without shouting out our sponsors over at Audible. Our sponsors over at Audible have hooked our listeners up with a free month subscription to their premium service. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a free month subscription to Audible's premium service. All you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash the OOC podcast. That's audibletrial.com slash T-H-E-O-O-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T for your free month subscription. To Audible, ladies and gentlemen, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Out of Character podcast is on Audible, so you can use that free month to check us out, to download the Out of Character podcast onto your phone and listen to it offline. You will have access to millions of eBooks, 
memoirs and autobiographies of your favorite celebrities audible trial slash t-h-e-o-o-c-p-o-d-c-a-s-t yes ladies and gentlemen that is audibletrial.com slash the o-o-c podcast and ladies and gentlemen this is episode 28 episode 28 of the greatest podcast in the world as always i am grateful and humbled to be your host Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. We hope you enjoy. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. We know you enjoyed because you've been here from the jump. You've been here to help us have 28 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. And we are not done. We are going to keep going. I'm back. I'm back now. I'm not going to keep y'all waiting like I was before. I was tired. I needed to recover. And I got a lot of things coming up, ladies and gentlemen. We got a lot more to get into. We got a lot more to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Character Podcast, episode 28. And as always, before I let you go, God bless.